Hare Krishna, and welcome to this uh, new series by the GBC Strategic Planning Team, GBC SPT. This series is entitled All That You Ever Wanted to Know About the GBC and Never Had the Courage to Ask. So it's a series about the history of uh, the governing body commission of the International Society for Krishna Consciousness. Founder Acharya is Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. So we will uh, explore different uh, phases of the history. Last year was the 50th anniversary, was 50 years that uh, Srila Prabhupada established the GBC on the 28th of July, 1970. And today's presentation is preliminary. We'll talk about the esoteric basis of having a governing body commission and not having, say, a, a single leader. So we have our um, Anantashesha Prabhu, who is uh, manning the technical aspect. And we have a PowerPoint for you. So I, I request him to put it on. And feel free to ask questions. Uh, this is going on Facebook, is going in, uh, in YouTube. Please uh, ask questions relevant to today's topic, if possible. And uh, if there is time, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll address them. So, all you ever wanted to know about the GBC but never had the courage to ask. Today's part one, the esoteric underlying idea of a governing body. Next, please. So, the philosophical roots of collegial leadership. Now, different scholars studying religion have concluded that... Uh, the structure of a religious group very much is connected to its theology. The idea of God, the idea of the history of God's revelation, it's also reflected to some extent in how a religion organizes itself. So what is our theological understanding and how that affects our structure? Next. So the highest aspect of reality is Krishna. Krishna and his internal energy, Shimati Radharani. Our is a very special theology. It's monotheistic. We have one God, but uh, this God takes uh, simultaneously unlimited forms. So it is a polymorphic monotheism. Monotheism, one God, polymorphic, many forms. Just like we see in this uh, illustration, there is Krishna during the rasa dance with the gopis. He takes many forms to be close to each of the gopis so that the gopis will feel Krishna is with me. And of course we know Krishna expands in every atom of the creation and in every heart. Krishna is with every one of us. So, and the highest reality 
is this uh, sharing of love with Krishna. Next. Now, these pastimes of Krishna in Goloka Vrindavan include the spirit of compassion. And Krishna appears in this world as Lord Chaitanya. Lord Chaitanya exists also in the spiritual world. It's a special section of Goloka Vrindavan, the land of Krishna, the planet of Krishna. But Lord Chaitanya comes with a special mission to reveal the eternal relation of the soul with Krishna in the spiritual world. So he comes down in this world, he appears, he appears in Bengal, in Mayapur, hmm, uh, 536 years ago, and uh, he begins the Sankirtan moment. Next. He comes with uh, his associates, with his expansions. He comes with Nityananda Prabhu here on a, on a blue dhoti. He's Balaram himself. He's Krishna's brother. He's another form of Krishna. He's also God. Also God is Advaita Charya here with the white dhoti and white beard. He becomes a little senior than Lord Chaitanya. He's also Krishna. He's also God. He's a form of Mahavishnu and Sadashiva combined. So these three forms of Panchatattva... Lord Chaitanya, Lord Nityananda, Lord Advaita Charya, they're all God, they're all Krishna. Then Srimati Radharani comes as Gadadhar Pandit here with the, with the red dhoti, and uh, who has also become a, a great, uh, a great uh, preacher, a great spiritual leader. And then Shiva's Thakur, he represents all the jivas, he represents all the souls, and he's in uh, a manifestation of Narada Muni, a great devotee. Uh, here with the white dhoti and no uh, beard. So this is Panchatattva, five categories of existence that come to spread the Sankirtan movement. The, the age, the, the, the means of self-realization for this age. Next. And Sankirtan means also sun. Kirtan, the glorification of the name, the form, the pastimes of the Lord, done collectively as a group, Sankirtan. So in one sense, Sankirtan is a, a team sport. Of course, it's not a sport, it's a spiritual realization. But if it was a sport, it would be a team sport. Now, there are sports which are team sports, like football or basketball, and there are sports which are individuals, uh, tennis or golf. So Sankirtan, it's a team sport in, in, as an analogy. And this is important for our discussion because the spirit of doing things together is very much part of our theology and part of our process of self-realization. Next. So... The first generation after Lord Chaitanya, some of them were direct disciples of Lord Chaitanya, are the six Goswamis. They were empowered to study the scriptures, to establish eternal principles based on the scriptures, to establish uh, places in Vrindavan. And so we have uh, Rupa, Sanatana, Bhattaragunata, Sri Jiva, Gopalabhata, Dasaragunata. They also demonstrate this teamwork. Hmm? Uh, very often 
they give themselves credit uh, uh, to each other, like when they you know, both uh, Gopabhata Goswami and Sanatana Goswami uh, collaborated in writing, for instance, uh, Hari Bhakti Vilas, each gives credit to the other. But the point is that, the, the, again, the spirit of co collaboration among spiritual leadership, it, it's part of our tradition, it's part of our culture, it's part of our heritage. Next. Here we have this picture of the Panchatattva with the six Goswamis at their feet uh, and many, many, many other uh, uh, leaders, many other Vaishnavas around this great assembly. We see that the spirit of the Sampradaya was as much as possible considering the communication limitations of that age, we're talking about 500 years ago, but the spirit of the Sampradaya is always doing things together. Like we, you have in, in Bengal, the, the 64 Mahans, the 64 local leaders, but sometimes when needed, they, they come together. Like for instance, there was a controversy, a mystical controversy in Vrindavan at the time of Jiva Goswami, um, some people thought that he had reinitiated uh, Shamananda Pandit, uh, at the time Duki Krishna Das. Uh, it, was, it was a mystical Leela, but uh, people were so uh, worried about this uh, discrep apparent discrepancy that so many of leaders from West Bengal came to Vrindavan to, to, to sort out this issue. So they didn't feel, oh, that's their uh, parish, uh, that's their mat, uh, that's their uh, temple. No, they felt it's a Godia, Vaishnava, Sampradaya, we have to work together. Uh, next. Now, there is another approach, we could call it the Vaikuntha approach. See, in, in, in Vaikuntha, in the Vaikuntha planets, Lord Narayana is the, the Lord. And everybody knows is the Lord. Everybody recognizes, acknowledges that fact. Everybody worship him, Lakshmi Narayan, and everybody is focused on, uh, on, on pleasing him. And there is absolutely nothing wrong. This is the spiritual world. This is the eternal world of Vaikuntha, the place without uh, anxiety. Next. At the same time, in Goloka Vrindavan, we have a... a a deeper intimacy with the Lord. Krishna embraces his coward boys. They often, they don't know that Krishna is God, is the Supreme. They take him as uh, the friends, sometimes younger friends, sometimes older friends, sometimes of the same age. The gopi sees him as their beloved. The elder gopas and elder gopis see them as the marvelous child, uh, everybody's child in Vrindavan village. The point is that there is no such awe and reverence like in Vaikuntha. Next. The devotees even feel free, feel a liberty to play pranks on Krishna. Like in this Leela, they say, Krishna, close your eyes, open your mouth, I'll give you a nice sweet. So Krishna complies. And then this boy puts a flower. And then Krishna makes a strange face because obviously he expected a sweet uh, a taste, uh, uh, but then he gets a flower. 
task next. So there is a, we could say, very much like a horizontal sense in Goloka Vrindavan. Yes, everybody likes Krishna and Balaram. Everybody knows that they are special, but not so special that they cannot be friends, they cannot play together, they cannot go and take care of the cows together. So this is Goloka Vrindavan as differentiating from Vaikuntha. Next. Okay, same concept, Goloka Vrindavan, sitting all together, same level. Uh, everybody looks at Krishna, Krishna looks at everybody, he's the sinosur of everybody's eyes, it's like the world of the lotus flower. But again, there is the sense of being peered, being at the same, of the same level. Next. Same concept. Same picture, same idea, that sense of horizontality in the relations. Next. Now, when the Acharyas of the Godia Vaishnava line, the followers of Lord Chaitanya, had to structure the movement, had to organize the movement to make it effective and able to function in the world, they envision a collective leadership. Like, for instance, under the instruction of Shiva Rupa Goswami, Jiva Goswami, in this picture, Jiva Goswami, he took the leadership and established the Vishwa Vaishnava Rajya Sabha. Sabha means assembly. Vishwa means universal or worldwide. So he established this idea that... Uh, it's a, it's a Saba, it's an assembly. There is not like one person. Of course, there are prominent Acharyas, there are leaders who everybody sees, especially in power, especially uh, scholarly by their production or by their, their output in outreach. Everybody sees their superior. But the concept of leadership is uh, a sense of collegiality a sense of collectivity. So Jiva Goswami does that. Next. And uh, all the way down to Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur. Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur, in one sense, uh, re-establishes uh, the, the reputation of uh, Godia Vaishnavisma because there were so many Apasampradayas and not truly genuine followers of Lord Chaitanya who got inspiration from Lord Chaitanya, but uh, they mixed up so many things. He even wrote a book, Shila Bhakti Notakur, on the 13 Appa Sampradaya, the 13 ways uh, or rivulets in which the Sankirtan movement somewhat diverted itself. So Shila uh, Bhakti Notakur was the leader of the Godia, pure Godia Vaishnavism, and uh, he wrote a book, the Godruma Kalpatavi, the orchard of desired trees of Godruma Dvipa. And there he uses a, an analogy, he uses a, an allegory to describe the Sankirtan movement. He says it's like a big market. 
Uh, it's like multi-level marketing. Whoever joined the movement also uh, accept the, the holy name, which is the product, which is the goods uh, sold in this market. And it also becomes a representative, an agent for this. And he describes more than 20 positions in this market. And he says at the top of the market, there is a panchayat. There is a group of 10 devotees. And he says, this will be the leadership. The same concept of a governing body. He puts himself uh, as the sweeper in this market, in this operation, in this Sankirtan movement. Why sweeper? First of all, out of humility, because obviously sweeping the road is something very humble. But the meaning is that he keeps the market, he keeps the movement clean, because the sweeper has to remove the garbage. So clean, clean from deviation, theological deviation, immorality, any form of diversion from pure teachings of Mahaprabhu, he felt I have to be the guardian of this. But the leadership is represented by the Panchayat. And Srila Bhakti Nottaku said, when these 10 devotees come together and make a decision, others should take that the Lord Nityananda himself has taken this decision. Now, next. His son was the great, uh, the great Srila uh, uh, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. He is the founder of the Gaudiya Math. Gaudiya Math, he established 64 branches in India. He, he published so many books. Uh, he did so many things as a leader of the Gaudiya Math. When he left, he was the founder and leader. When he left, he left instructions to his disciples and followers to create a governing body commission and continue the mission of the mat as a collegial leadership unit. Unfortunately, they chose not to follow this instruction. And so there was a split. Some, some people took uh, this person as the leader. Some people said, no, no, this other person is another leader. As a result, the Godia mat split in so many different uh, uh, branches with different names uh, and even now nowadays uh, after 85 years after the Shiva Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur the Godiamat doesn't exist anymore as a unified uh, mission there is some connection there is some some formal interaction but they are all independent they are all all they have their own uh, uh, administration, their own property, their legal entity, and so on. Next. Now, Srila Prabhupada. It's Divine Grace, see Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. He was a disciple of Srila Bhaktivedanta Saraswati Thakur. He was very sad that the Godiamat split in different factions. He didn't really subscribe to any faction. He kept, he kept, uh, Productive, he kept fruitful and, and uh, friendly dealings uh, with uh, with his good brothers. Uh, at the same time, of course, uh, he always wanted unity um, in the mission of his spiritual master. Unfortunately, there was not much takers, and so he started. He started by himself. He wanted to start as a branch of the Godiamat, but they were not interested in supporting his trip to America or the production of his books. So he had to go by himself. And then he established the 
International Society for Krishna Consciousness, and very aware of the instructions of his spiritual master, as soon as the devotees practically could, I'm using an analogy, practically could walk, as soon as the devotees had a minimum of a few years of experience, he created the governing body commission. He didn't wait long. There was such a gap of experience, of seniority, of advancement, of knowledge between him as the founder of Charya and his disciples, which were very young, uh, but basically four years after founding ISKCON, he founded also, he created, established also the governing body commission of ISCO. Although the devotees were very young, one devotee, uh, at least one of the devotees in the first governing body commission was a devotee in six months only, and he was a GBC. This shows how such this, this of creating a, a collective governance was such a priority for Srila Prabhupada that as soon as the devotees had a minimum, minimum of seniority, he created this GBC. Next. Now, a little note. Some good ideas who claim to be most Rasika actually adopted the Vaikuntha-like organizational approach. Now, I'm not going to mention any names, but there have been some followers of Godia Vaishnavism who in recent uh, decades, they kind of claim we have uh, more uh, realization, we have more uh, uh, esoteric uh, insights into the pastimes of the Lord. Uh, so they, they, uh, or at least they, at least their followers present. You know, these are very special Rasika gurus. Okay, they might have been whatever interested in whatever they wanted to, to, to focus on, but we see that in their in their group in their group in their branches they, they approach into the Vaikuntha mode. In other words, one leader, everybody follows. One acharya. Everybody brings disciples to him. So uh, it's not a polemic, it's just an observation. Although the culture, the tradition, and the theological reflection would be to have a governing body commission, sometimes people who even claim higher intimacy and higher realization, uh, they... They, they don't uh, adopt uh, really the, the, the Goloka mood and having a collective leadership, but they, they adopt the Vaikuntha mood, one leader, one acharya. It's not a criticism, it's an observation, and everybody can come to their own conclusions. Next. Now, be it as it may, the GBC needs to fulfill Srila Prabhupada's mandate. So, there are so many quotes what Srila Prabhupada wanted from the GBC. There are so many letters he wrote to the GBCs. There are conversations, recorded conversations, Srila Prabhupada and the GBCs as a group or with specific GBCs. Um, so we have a lot of information of what Srila Prabhupada wanted. So I selected a few short uh, sentences so to give this idea of... Uh, the function of the Governing Body Commission in ISCO. Next. 
Letter to Japataka Maharaj. 26th July. This was just two days before founding the GBC, establishing the GBC. I'm just trying to organize a worldwide movement, not for any personal ambition, but to execute superior orders. Okay, so very important thing, it's a worldwide movement. It's not just a, a localized effort. Next. He said, let there be a successful world movement, Krishna consciousness movement. So the leadership of ISKCON should see that ISKCON become a successful world movement. Next. Bhubaneshwar, room conversation, 21st January 1977. Very cautiously, very intelligent. We should use our resources, intelligence. This is a worldwide movement. So this quotes, I believe, make very clear the vision. Shri Prabhupada was a, 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 a global impactor. He wanted this movement to influence the, the whole world, the whole planet. It's in the spirit of the Bhagavatam verse that says this Bhagavatam is meant to create a revolution in the impious life of the world population. So the Vaishnava wants to be effective in, in, in guiding, in orienting the people of the world. Next. Room conversation in Bombay, also in 1977. This is the last year Shri was with us. Now you try to manage, can't see the word, but this worldwide, or a, now try to manage uh, a worldwide, a world world organization. Sorry, the logo covers one letter. But now try to manage. Okay, thank you, Ananta Dev Prabhu. Now you try to manage the worldwide organization. So this is the job. This is the service mandate to the GBC. Next. This is the declaration of will and testament of Srila Prabhupada in June 1977. The governing body commission, GBC, will be the ultimate managing authority of the entire International Society for Krishna Consciousness. Now, generally, it's a tradition in India that the in his in the will and testament of an Acharya, he sets his successor. He indicates his successor. Shia Prabhupada didn't do that. He didn't say this particular person will be my successor. No, he said that the, the group of devotees the governing body commission will be the ultimate managing authority of the entire international society for Krishna consciousness. So this is the will and testament of Srila Prabhupada, very, very clear, very uh, unambiguous, ultimate managing authority. Next. This is just a few days, nine days before Srila Prabhupada left this world. He, he, among the last instructions, the institution depends on the GBC. Next. Now, because Srila Prabhupada used this expression, ultimate managing authority, 
some people wonder, so is the GBC just managerial? In other words, uh, are they supposed to just be administrators? Uh, which is, of course, being an administrator is important. You know, you got to uh, manage finance, protect properties, uh, see the legalities, uh, see cash flow, and so on and so forth, see that the local lease can follow the law of the land, and so on and so forth. But is the GBC just a managerial function to just see to the administration? So I want to show the next few slides that show very clearly the Shira Prabhupada saw the GBCs not just as managers, but as spiritual leaders of ISCO. Shira Prabhupada did not envision GBC just managers and uh, someone else as spiritual leadership. Let's see this very revealing quotes. Next, as I am an old, as I am old man, I'm traveling all over the world. Now to give me relief, the GBC members, I shall expand into 12 more so that they can exactly work like me. Gradually, there will be initiators, at least first initiators. This, this is directly in a conversation with the GBC in Los Angeles, 25th May, 1972. So, Srila Prabhupada wanted to delegate the leadership to the GBCs. And he uses this uh, image, I shall expand into 12 more so that they can exactly work like me. Now, obviously, he's not just talking about some administration here. He's not just talking about signing contracts to see the laws, see the accounts, uh, because his role was not just that. He was the spiritual leader of the society. He was the founder of Charya, was the, um, the, the, the spiritual authority, was the, the one who had the given the scriptures to the movement and was established the standards. So Srila Prabhupada wanted the GBC to be exactly working like him. And this is not just an administration job. In fact, they say gradually there will be initiators, at least first initiation. So he saw the GBC should be also gurus. Uh, gurus as individuals, but gurus of the society. So, for instance, to take care of the theology that there's no deviation in ISKCON, that's not just a managerial job. That's a job for theologians, for people who know the philosophy and they can recognize right and wrong. Next. Letter to Madhudvisa, 4 August 1975. This is the function of the GBC to see the one may not be taken away by Maya. <coughs> Sorry. The GBC should all be the instructor gurus. I am in the initiator guru. And you should be the instructor guru by teaching what I'm teaching and doing what I'm doing. 
This is not a title, but you must actually come to this platform. This I want. Okay, I don't want to overdo the elaboration. The GBC should all be the instructor guru. So it's not just a managerial position. Let this be very clear. This is not what Shira Prabhupada intended for the GBCs, the GBC body to just be mere administrators. They are administrators, but they must also be spiritual guides. Next. This is interesting because it's a room conversation with a journalist who asked this question in 1976. Reporter, is there anyone who is designed to succeed you as the primary teacher of the movement? Prabhupada, I'm training some, I mean to say advanced students, so that they may be very easily take up the charge. I have made them GBC. So the reporter is asking, what about the succession? Who will be the primary teacher after Srila Prabhupada would, uh, would leave this world? And Srila Prabhupada said, no, I'm paraphrasing, but you understand, he said, no, there won't be one person will be the primary teacher. I'm training a group and I made them GBCs. So this is what he wanted from the GBC. And a few days later, there is another room converse, there is another conversation with the reporter who asked exactly the same thing. Let's go next. So this is six days later, an interview with a magazine. Interviewer, what happens when that inevitable time comes when a successor is needed? Ameshwar rewards the question. He's asking about the future. Who will guide the movement in the future? Prabhupada, they will guide. I'm training them. Interviewer, will there be one spiritual leader? No. Oh, sorry. Will there be one spiritual leader? Though. Prabhupada, no, I'm training GBC, 18 all over the world. Okay, so I want to I wanted to stress this because this is the first the series, first episode, first part of the series about the GBC. So it's very important to understand the, the theological framework, the spirit of collegial leadership, which has been handed down in the Sampradaya. And it's also very important to understand the intention of the founder, Acharya Srila Prabhupada, in the GBC, not only as an administrative role, but also very much as a spiritual leadership role. Next. This is the last quote I have for you today. I have seen the agenda of your president's meeting. As far as possible, the centers should act freely but conjointly, they must look forward to the common development. That should be the principle. It's a letter to Tamil Krishna at the time, not yet Maharaj. He didn't take sannyas yet, which he will do in a couple of years. 13 October 1969. Now, at that time, the GBC was not yet established. The governing body commission was Srila Prabhupada and then the various temples the various presidents. Now there was some effort of a meeting uh, among the presidents and discussing the 
the leadership of ISKCON, the future of ISKCON. And Srila Prabhupada, here again, we are about 10 months prior to the establishment of the GBC, and already Srila Prabhupada is planting the seed of the notion. As far as possible, the center should act freely, but conjointly. So there should be autonomy, local autonomy, but conjointly, in a united fashion. Hmm? Common policies. They must look forward to the common development. That should be the principle. So there are certain things that a center can manage independently, autonomously, locally, completely decentralized, uh, like the deity worship or the local distribution, local pressure distribution. But there are functions, you'll later explain, that are better to do in a conjoint way, in book production. Next year, the day after establishing the GBC, Shirapapa also establishes the BBT. Because if it's left to every temple to translate and produce and publish and print the books, it won't happen. So for certain functions, Shirapapa pre preferred and indicated and recommended more centralization. Just like for the Gurukul, if every temple try to establish a school for maybe a few students, it would have been very, very difficult. Therefore, Srila Prabhupada established first a school in Dallas, Texas, and then later on he moved to Vrindavan because he could, he could uh, gather students from different temples, different families, and serve them uh, collectively. Anyway, so thank you for the PowerPoint, Anantashish Prabhu. So we can stop the PowerPoint. Hare Krishna. Thank you very much for your attention, whoever is watching live or whoever will watch uh, later. Um, I don't see any questions, at least in the feed. Uh, from Facebook. If there are questions, we'll, uh, we may be able to address them maybe in future parts. At the moment, we are planning five parts of this series. All that you ever wanted to know about the GBC but never had the courage to ask. In short, the GBC history. Today, we focus on this, the theological basis the history of the Sampradaya, of collective leadership, the desire of Srila Prabhupada for GBC to be, to, to be also spiritual guides, not only managers, like some people may imagine. And we started with a little bit of history, taking this letter to Tamar Krishna, at the time not yet Maharaj, 10 months before the establishment of the GBC body in July 1970. And that is what we will discuss next time. Thank you very much for your attention, your patience. Hare Krishna. I look forward to have you in the next parts of the series. Thank you. <laughs>